0: When I was growing up, midnight was always tipped as the scariest time of night. Strange things happen after midnight, my late grandpa would say, so make sure you're safely inside the house well before then. But there will never be a scarier midnight than that of March 26, 2020, which marked the beginning of the first ever lockdown in South Africa. How our lives have changed since then. Hello and welcome to Hungry Woman at Work with me, Navelia Malloy. If you're new, this is the podcast and community to help you thrive at work without losing your soul. Firstly, a shout out to our listeners from the US, Netherlands, Kenya, India, Canada, France, UK, China, and Australia. I absolutely love looking at our listener analytics and so appreciate knowing you're tuning in from across the globe. Hope you are all well. Wherever in the world you're listening from, I'd like you to think back to that scary midnight, that moment when you realized that life as you knew it would change forever, thanks to a sneaky, lethal virus. Think back to the person you were way back when, how life was for you, how you showed up in the world and viewed the world. Have you stopped to consider how, one year later, your life has radically changed? Today's episode is about exactly that. Pondering on work and life lessons learned one year into a COVID-ridden world. The Corona Coaster has changed everything. But how has it changed us for the better? What lessons have we learned that could be to our benefit? And what skills do we need to cope with in this new era? One of the lessons I personally learned... Um, I want to share with you and it actually came three weeks before the lockdown hit. My husband was driving me to work one calm morning, but the mood quickly shifted as we listened to a talk radio segment on the first COVID case discovered in South Africa. It led to a, um, how do I say, heated discussion in the parking lot outside the office. The discussion went something like this, me. Are oh, we having a birthday celebration for a colleague at the office today? He. You've just heard the news. COVID is officially here. Please, my love. No hugging or physical displays to anyone. Uh, side note, my husband doesn't really talk like that, but I just want to give you some dramatic effect. Hope you're okay with that. Back to the scene. Me. Babe, I work for a happy huggy NGO. How do you even think it's possible to not hug someone on their birthday? He. Well, we've never had this virus in our country until now. We'll have to start being careful. Me. Slightly elevated voice. I think you're overreacting, hun. It's just a few cases. In another province. How can we say we as happy, huggy South Africans should not hug each other? What kind of thing is this? He. Further elevated voice. I think you're being too blasé about this and you're not taking it seriously. Please promise me you'll take this seriously and be a bit more careful. Me. You're panicking for nothing, honey. And what's one birthday hug anyway? Cue awkward soundtrack as I left the car and headed for the office. Now being the very cooperative wife I am... (laughs) the lies we tell ourselves I walked into the office and told everyone how I'd be keeping a safe distance at the party and not hugging anyone because my husband said I should not imagine idols and laughter at this modern woman because you can just imagine how I was teased for being such a good obedient wife needless to say one year on we can see who's laughing now who was overreacting, and who was actually being prophetically accurate. I learned a lot that day, which I'll share a bit later on. But today's episode is a bit different. Instead of one guest, I've asked a few listeners and guest contributors to share lessons they've learned one year into a COVID-ridden world. For Tamsin Cornelius, owner of TC Editorial Services, It was about using time efficiently especially when work and family occupied the same space
1: for me as a freelancer working from home i've been at home for eight years working as a freelancer so in march 2020 it was almost like an eye-opener for the rest of the world especially my family about working from home because it's something that I was doing anyway and now suddenly my family was at home, my husband was at home. Um, People were experiencing life and work the way I normally did. So I could share a lot from my personal experience about juggling your time, juggling family life, juggling work all from one space. To streamline where I wanted to go with my business was very important because I didn't have time to waste. I needed to be able to juggle all these other things keep my family going share my office now with my husband who was always out in the corporate it was now still home a year later Um, in that regard we had to work out a plan for us that worked as a family but also to keep my business afloat and to keep him happy Um, yeah so the work lesson i learned was definitely to streamline to do things to choose jobs that i had the time for, that I enjoy doing, I didn't have time to, to waste on silly little projects and things that would consume my life, and then I would obviously neglect my family and my other responsibilities. Suzanne Mackey, director of Pata
0: Finance, learned how necessity can spark creativity and innovation
2: in unexpected places. I was thinking about my own work situation and realized that actually a a good example of it would be to actually look at how I've watched my two little girls um, and how they've coped with COVID and the new realities of lockdown. Um, Especially in the hard lockdown, it was a really difficult time. But something that I found great joy in seeing was that despite the fact that we were limited in our movements, and uh, suddenly confined only to our own home, um, I just watched as these two little girls, um, three and five, were able to just create such new realities in their in their space. And they came up with such creative games and ways of um, just playing with each other. They really worked off each other's inspirations and. Um, Yeah, a beautiful friendship really formed during that hard lockdown time and I found that in my work it's been similar that despite the fact that there have been increased limitations to work um, financially and in terms of time and resources available, um, it's almost provided opportunities for more creativity um, and finding new niches of opportunities. Um, and yeah, I've not necessarily done it for myself because my work, the opportunities have opened up for me but I know of many of my friends who have found side hustles and it's really just incredible to see how people's creativity is being fostered during these challenging times
0: I can relate to that that forced creativity has certainly raised the stakes on the side hustle In some cases, it's led people to start something completely new. Cassandra Lehman left her corporate job and started her own business, Tourist Beagles. Learning to find clarity in chaos also seems to have been a key theme from the past year.
3: COVID has brought with it a lot of clarity for me. It's amplified for me a situation where I've been unhappy in the corporate space for a while, and the long hours investing in someone else's business alongside all the pressures of raising two small children and keeping a household in a COVID context has shown me that it was time to make a change. I've also learned that I can integrate my faith more with my work life. At certain times through the years, I've been on projects where I needed to pray about the right way to spend my time or which email to respond to. We often disconnect God from these moments, but I'd learned to break down more of those barriers for myself. I've also learned that I need team, and so much of delivering excellence is about being self-aware about my skill set, as well as being vulnerable and confident to allow others to fill the gaps. Recognizing it really does take a team to deliver something good.
0: If COVID has brought clarity on an individual level, It's also brought the individual experience to the spotlight at an organizational level. Leaders have learned things about their employees' lives they never even fathomed. Their living conditions, family dynamics, digital divides, lack of access to what we consider basic resources. Companies have needed to be agile like never before. Now, agility is one thing. Agility underpinned by empathy, in my opinion, is a game changer. Natasha Netta works for a leading fintech company as an employee experience manager. In their company, a key learning has been how to lead with empathy. I believe many larger corporates and team leaders can learn from their example.
4: In terms of our values, um, one of them is care. Um, So quite a caring business and um, that was certainly something that worked um, in our favour going into, into the pandemic. But the way that our work um, and business has changed more specifically is, I think we've certainly grown um, in, in our care and as a business really amplified putting the employee first, being fully aware of the, the various constraints that people had and looking to, to be a company that cares even more so than, than we did previously. Um, And I think that's been, you know, from the top um, all the way down to the bottom, just uh, instilling that sense of of care and empathy uh, across the business.
3: Hmm.
0: Empathy and care, values that have been missing in many organizations, an unexpected victory of this pandemic. I asked our guests what mindsets, character traits, or disciplines were needed to stay relevant
3: in this new world. Here's what they had to say. I think we have to be realistic. COVID has caused trauma, and I think it's important to be conscious and aware of its impact. I therefore want to be intentional about being fearless in my actions, and so I'm almost walking in an opposite spirit. I also think in terms of character traits, don't underestimate the power of just being smart. Be smart about the use of your time, where you invest it, Be strategic in what you are giving your time and effort to and think long-term. How does this support the life you are trying to create? Also, be smart in your people interactions. Recognize when you are feeling more drained by an interaction. It's been said that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So in building this business, I'm investing in networks that are going to support the growth, mentor relationships that I grow from, and other entrepreneurs that I can learn from. So be vigilant about who you are connecting with. I have definitely learned that you need to adapt. You need to be very adaptable. I mean,
1: there are industries that have completely fallen, like our friends in events. Events as an industry at the moment is non-existent. And if you're not willing to adapt and change the way you think about business and you operate in your business, you might just fall along the way. and. You, who knows what would hit next? I mean, this is a pandemic, but what's going to happen in the next three to five years? Technology is ever-evolving. Well, the world is changing. And if you want to stay relevant, you've got to change along with it. So that's definitely one of the biggest things.
4: And I would say around, you know, mindsets and character traits or disciplines that we need in a post-COVID world would definitely be resilience. It's... Being tough on a lot of people in, in many ways, and being able to, for example, something as simple as knowing what you can control and what is outside of your control, um, and not paying too much attention to what's outside of your control. And also for me personally has been you know watching the information um, that I consume and not consuming information that would increase anxiety or uh, bring about stress uh, unnecessarily. So, yeah, many lessons learned and I think a lot of adjustments made by various businesses, uh, including the one that I work for, um, which overall I believe has, has made us kind of better human beings to to one another.
2: I think it's something that I um learning is just to have grace for myself in the moment um, and not to expect perfection but maybe just be grateful for um, survival and getting through things. Um, I have been quite purposeful in the past few months to be conscious of the things that I can be grateful for. I think especially um, just with the reality that so many are battling at this time just with bare essentials. Um, It's to be grateful for every little gift that we have as families and every resource that we have as individuals um, and to give thanks for them and something else is to be generous in sharing those resources. Um, It's again something that I've borne witness to is that over this past year Despite the fact that so many people are really battling There's a generosity of spirit that seems to be being fostered Um, and Yeah, I just pray that that is a trait that we will all hold on to that even when we have much We will continue to share that much with those around us Thank you, Tammy, Suzanne,
0: Natasha and Cassandra for sharing your wisdom with us. You can find out more info about them on the episode notes on our website. Now, looking back on my encounter with hubby in the parking lot that day, I learned three things that have stayed with me this past year. Number one, your perspective is not always the correct one. I'm not going to repeat that because I don't want hubby to have more ammo on me. Honestly, though, we all say this and we agree with it in theory. I know I'm not always right, we say. But in reality, we live from a place of being fully convinced on our viewpoint of things. Sometimes there is another side to the story. Sometimes that side of the story is better, wiser, more beneficial. Let's be humble enough to recognize that. Number two. Recognize when change is needed and be willing to adapt. Similar to what's been shared earlier. Yes, we've always been huggers. Yes, we've always done things a certain way. But if we need to stop hugging for a season to protect each other, let's be willing to adapt, to pivot. Let's find other ways to show affection or new ways to grow the business or to do business unusual. New season, new times, new ideas, new creativity. Number three, different parts, different temperaments do indeed make up the whole. It's very easy to dismiss something based on the messenger that it comes from. I am a bit of a Pollyanna and I've been part of and led many teams where we actually ostracize Those we consider to be the killjoys. You know, the person who reminds you about budget limitations or that your tax return is due or that you need to update your software and back up your work. The risk analyst, the quiet accountant. I have to admit I have confessed and seen the errors of my ways. Different skills, different gifts, different temperaments do indeed make up a beautiful whole. The Apostle Paul writes, Some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. That was a big one for me in this past year. I've learned that we need to honor people's strengths and trust them to lead in the area of their strengths. So that's my two cents. I would love to hear your lessons learned, and insights over the past year. Talk to us on Instagram or comment on the episode on hungrywomenatwork.com.
2: Nobody wakes up thinking, how can I create boring content today? Give your brand a fresh new voice with AudioDacious. For podcasting, voiceovers, audio content, script writing, and content strategy, check out audiodacious.com.
0: Now, we started this show talking about the scariest midnight we've ever experienced. You know what the good thing is? After midnight comes the dawn. And although it might still feel despairingly dark and uncertain in parts of our lives, I believe we can do our bit to help speed the dawn. By practicing generosity, being courageous, being open to the wisdom of others, seeing the power in team by creating something out of nothing by honoring each other's strengths by practicing a little bit of empathy that's it for today's show I am so glad you tuned in thank you for tuning in and please remember to subscribe to our channel wherever you listen or check out our website for past episodes till next time may the year ahead see all of us thriving at work without losing our soul.